Thank you for joining us here at Celebration Church, where we celebrate God, celebrate people, and celebrate life. We hope you enjoy today's message. Good morning. How are we all this morning? I've got a Madonna mic today. That's what they call it, a Madonna mic. So if I want to do some dance moves, I can do some dance moves, which will never happen. It will never happen. Miracles are happening, but not that miracle. It's so good to be here together. Um, If you're new here, we just want to welcome you. We just want to say we love having new people in our church family. And we just believe God's presence is here in power. Um, I don't know about you, but I was getting pretty messed up in worship before. I was just enjoying the presence of God. I just love Jesus. We just love to worship him and lift him high. And I thought the, the... the worship team done fantastic. You guys can sit down, by the way. Let's give them a hand. This morning's going to be a really amazing morning. It already has started well, but we're going to go to a new level. We, um, we do want to welcome our podcast listeners as well. Um, we love having you listen in every week, whatever country you're from. You're part of our family. Um, but I like to actually start, since becoming a, well, I'm becoming a dad, and since my wife became pregnant, I'm becoming more and more dad-like, and I thought that I should start a few weeks ago with, some, with a dad joke every, every time. So we're going to start, I'm going to start to practice. So I'm just going to share this one with you and let's see how we go. An, an inexperienced preacher was told, uh, was to hold a graveside burial service at the cemetery for an indignant man with no family or friends not knowing where the cemetery was he made several wrong turns and got lost when he eventually arrived an hour late the hearse was nowhere in sight the backhoe was next to the open hole and the workman was sitting under a tree eating lunch the diligent pre- a young pastor went to the open grave and found that the vault lid was already in place Feeling guilty because of his lateness, he preached an impassioned and lengthy service, sending the deceased to the great beyond in style. As he returned to his car, he overheard one of the workmen say to the other, I've been putting in a septic tank for 20 years and I've never seen anything like that. (laughs) Hey, I sat there and read that before and I couldn't help but crack up. And I said to Mark, I said, if I think it's funny, that's all that matters. So um, anyway, it's good. Yesterday we had a great time with Ben and Jade, and it's always great to celebrate church family. Uh, and the photos were just amazing with the backdrop of uh, the river. And uh, Paul and Michelle, no doubt, are very proud this morning, proud parents. Um, and Ben and Jade are heading to America, and uh, they are hiring a seven-meter-long RV, which is like a minibus to drive across America. So be praying for that. Be praying for them. (laughs) God's doing something amazing uh, in our church. Um, The presence of God is just every week's increasing. And I just love what God is doing. I love that there is definitely a revival culture that's being established. Um, The Holy Spirit is just moving in power. And a few weeks ago, we started talking about testimonies and we started a series called Revival Culture. Is this okay? What I, yep. It's called Revival Culture. And we've been talking about our culture is actually to see heaven touch earth. What is our normal as a church? It's that heaven touches earth. 
I told some pastors this week, I get bored with church if God isn't there. Um, being a pastor, skid, I've been in thousands of services now. If God isn't here, I'd rather watch the footy. Yeah. I want God's presence. I want the reality of heaven to touch earth. I want to see our church and this place be a place where as you walk in, as soon as you drive in that driveway, you sense God's presence. You sense heaven, that people are getting healed in that driveway more than they're being healed in this room. Because God has anointed this place. God has called this place. There is an amazing purpose that God has placed on our church. And it's actually, we're called to be a well for the nations. I was uh, in, in a pastor's um, gathering this week, as my wife just told you. Um, and I was like, you've already taken one of my testimonies. Stop. No, no, it's okay. Um, and and well, they're talking. And, and basically, it was, um, it was a bunch of pastors from our, our movement um, up kind of the north part of our region, the region being the south coast, and we're there, and we had a breakfast together, and I just thought, God, what is it that you want me to share? Because I've stepped in this year, Charlie and I have stepped into the role of overseeing the ACC pastors from Helensburg to Eden, which is quite a big area, and there's about 15, 20 churches represented there, and so our job is, is to empower them, to encourage those pastors, um, and as a church, our job is to bless those pastors, and so we're there uh, at this breakfast, and we're in a cafe, and I thought, God, what is it that you want to say to these pastors? What is it that you want to, again, I don't want another meeting for the sake of a meeting. I want to see heaven touch earth. And, um, and I just thought, you know what? We've been speaking about how our cup overflows. And as a church, our cup, when God in the secret place fills us, he fills us to overflow. You know that God doesn't fill you just to be full. He fills you to overflow. Yeah, it's amazing. And so while they're talking about the overflow, so we started talking about testimonies. And I went through a bunch of testimonies, which I'll get to in a second, because we've been asking you to send in your testimonies. And as we were sharing, um, we, we, we done that, and, and then we, we went to the second half of the meeting, or the, the gathering, and we said, oh, who here actually wants to open up about how they're going? And some of the pastors started opening up, and some of them are going through some tough seasons. And the prophetic just started to break out in the room. And not, not in terms of someone just started yelling out. I mean, it was like, you're going through a tough moment. Can we actually pray with you? Can we lay hands on you and actually declare God, declare heaven? And there's probably about 12 pastors in this room. And as we were talking, the, the, the spirit of prophecy started breaking out. And, uh, and then one, this is so cool, one, one of the pastors says, oh, I just see a vision and I just see this well in the south coast. And I just see that people are going to come and just be refreshed by this well. And I just see this being a deep well. And if you're, if you're new here, we've been talking about how our church is anointed to be a well of revival. We've been talking about it for the past 18 months. And so I'm sitting there with this big, like, grin on my face. I didn't even say anything. And I, I, just, I, I just thought, yeah. I just thought, what happened? What's happened, God, is prophetically and apostolically, we've declared it for the region. And now the churches are starting to pick up what's happening in the spiritual realm 
for our south coast. And then someone else said, you know, I also see a well and I also see a river and I see a river breaking forward and I see people coming in and being healed. It's a river of healing. It's a river of breakthrough. And I'm just there going, yeah, we spoke about that in church two weeks ago. Yeah, that's, we're on track. God's doing something. And the, just the, the, the accuracy in the room, I just wanted to encourage you that God is doing something in our church. And so we've been speaking about revival culture. We've been speaking about how revivals aren't just a two-year, five-year deal. It's a lifestyle deal, and although we'll take whatever we can get, but reality is God actually wants us to live in revival. We spoke a couple of weeks ago about the secret place, and I really felt like the breakthrough for our church and for our city is that as Christians, we would be people of the secret place, the place where you minister unto the heart of Jesus when no one else is looking. The secret place isn't the place you put on Instagram and say, I just had a great coffee in the word moment. And you get the photo of the, the Bible and the coffee and then the view and it's just like, praise God, you're so spiritual, you know, like, no, no, that's, I mean, you can do that if you want. But what I'm speaking about is a place that no one will ever know. It's a place of worship. The Bible says when you go home, close your door and when the Father sees what you do in secret, he will reward you. And I just love the fact that God has called us to be a church at a secret place. A place of worship, a place of knowing God. I love how the Father's looking for people who worship in spirit and truth. And I love the word truth because truth means genuineness. It means vulnerability. It means brokenness. And I believe that as a church, as we in our own time will minister to him and know him, that when we come together corporately in a gathering like this, it's just like a multiplication of blessing. <laughs> you see, my heart and Charlie's heart for our church is that this place is full of heaven. Yeah. We just want to see God's presence touch this place. I want our church to be messed up by God. I want you to be messed up by God. I want you in worship sometimes to be so overwhelmed by him that the whole coolness factor melts away. <laughs> Because when God starts to move, everything changes. When God starts to touch hearts, everything changes. When God starts to heal, I love that song. I just, you know, giants are still being slain. <laughs> you know, bodies are still being raised. God, we believe it. We are here for you, God. And, and as a church, Father, we just say we're here for you. We're here for your presence. We just don't want to have a community Country club, we want to have a place that ministers to your heart. And I just pray in our imperfections, Lord, and in our weaknesses that you would come and you would move. Lord, we pray that the people of our city who are broken would come and find you. And Lord, that you would cause the church to rise up with your love. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, Amen. Amen. Fantastic. I just want to say also thank you to those who have come out the past two weeks and helped with our property um, we've been seeing people doing gardening and cutting trees down, dead trees, by the way, don't, don't, don't worry, doing all stuff like that, because we've been speaking about how the Bible says that the world will know that we're his disciples by how we love each other, how we love the things of God, and, and, and I just want to encourage us again, whenever I say this, my spirit lifts, we must be a church that knows how to love each other. The world will know that you're his disciples by what? By how you love each other. And that's to the church. 
I was chatting to someone at the wedding yesterday and uh, from a different church, someone who Charlie and I really appreciate. And we're just talking about how often, as Christians, we can be so bad at loving each other. We get so offended and so upset and we can get so um, judgmental of each other and God just says, love one another. Handle conflict well. Cover each other with his grace. When someone offends you, love them even more. Fight for each other. Because when the world can see the church forgiving each other, then they know that God is real. But too much of the church backbites and hurts each other. We just need to remember grace in our hearts. So we spoke about the secret place, the second thing, the second week, and it's on our podcast, but we spoke about hunger. And last week, uh, we talked about the 40-hour famine. And uh, I told the story about how in school, how uh, the 40-hour famine was such a big deal. It was just like the longest, it felt like 40 days when you're in primary school. And I remember there was that one teacher that used to say, yes, you can have barley sugar. And you were like, that teacher's my favorite teacher. Anyone know what I'm talking about? And then you would go and get the biggest pack of barley sugar that you can find. You would get six barley sugars in and go, this is disgusting. I feel worse off now than when I wasn't eating. Um, I always remember that at school, but we talked about how the fact that in, in, that, in that time you're hungry, but with God, God actually is looking for those who are hungry for him. Hunger is a gift from God. Hunger means we're healthy. When you're unwell, you lose your hunger. When your child is unwell, it loses its hunger. When you're, for us, our fur baby, our dog, we know that she's really sick. The vet will always say, first thing, is she eating? Because if she's not eating, that's a serious issue. But if she's still eating, that's a good sign. And how as people, and if you're a Christian here, as the people of God, we have to understand that your hunger actually shows that you're healthy. We talked about how in the kingdom, um, when you eat of the things of God, you actually get more hungry. It's such an unusual thing because as humans, when we eat of the things of God, we actually, uh, sorry, eat of naturally, we get full. But in the kingdom, the more you eat of him, the more hungry you get. And there's this amazing tension or this amazing thing that happens where the more I partake of the things of God, the more I want of him. Those who hunger and thirst will be filled. And then we spoke about how we hunger for the things that we feed on. And we know um, what we've been feeding on, but what we hunger for. So if you're feeding on the world, feeding on gossip, feeding on sin, feeding on things that don't matter, what happens is you hunger for those things. But when you hunger and thirst after God, how do, you, how do I feed myself? I read the Word, I worship, I listen to podcasts, I put on worship in my office. I, in our marriage, we talk about the things of God all the time. We pray together. I get to church. I make sure I'm here early. I want to be here and worshiping with my church family. These things help expose me to the things of God. Therefore, I'm having these little taste tests all the time, and my hunger increases. A revival culture is a culture of hunger because God will meet you at your place of hunger. As a church right now, understand something, and please, Holy Spirit, don't let, let, don't let us, my words, Lord, not my words, but your words. Let us hear what you're saying, not just hear, but let us listen, because you can hear and not listen. We spoke about that a few weeks ago. Holy Spirit, let us listen to you, because he's looking for a church that's hungry for him. Because you know what? There's plenty of churches that are hungry for programs, hungry for the music, hungry for the cafe, hungry for the community. But who is here because they are hungry for him. Yeah. 
I'm clapping myself. Well, that actually was an involuntary little clap because I was so happy. And my wife would know that I wasn't intentional. <laughs> so we spoke about hunger, being a church that is hungry, being a people that are hungry. A wise person is hungry for knowledge while the fool feeds on trash. In Proverbs 15 it says, Today I want to speak to you for a few minutes about revival culture when it comes to testimony. Testimony. The power of testimony. I love the power of testimony. If you have your Bible, why don't you turn to Psalm 23. Psalm 23 verse 5. It says this. And this is just a a scripture for our church in this season. And we read this a few weeks ago. We've read read this every week for the past few weeks. It says, You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil and my cup overflows. And surely your goodness and your love will follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I believe that God is taking us as a church into a season of sitting at the table. Sitting at the table. The thing is about sitting at the table. God sets it before us. It actually represents rest. I love how it says, he sets a table before me. In the presence of my enemies, he sets it before me. I can rest in the, in the presence of my struggles, in the, in the presence of my challenges, in the, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the presence of the attacks. God, I can rest in you. And then it says, as we rest in him, he anoints us with fresh oil. Oil represents the anointing of God. It says in the book of Psalms, it says that when we come together in unity as a church, that God commands a blessing, and it says that he will cause oil to run down our beard. So if you don't have a beard here, just your spiritual beard, he will cause a fresh oil to run down, which is what, church? It's a fresh anointing. Why is it that it's important that we love each other inside the house of God and then love people outside the house? When we love each other inside the house first, he causes a fresh anointing. (laughs) How are we going to be a wealth for the nation? We need to have a unity in our spirit, a oneness in our spirit, and a fresh anointing in our heart will start to flow because of the unity we have. Why is it that happens? Literally, like the enemy will come and he'll try and cause a division between you and your spouse because when he knows that happens, the anointing stops flowing. The oil will stop flowing. So God's calling us to be people who fight for unity in our marriages in our families, in our churches. Here we go. Revelation 12, verse 10 says this. It says, And they have conquered him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony, for they love their lives even unto... They love not their lives even unto death. They conquered the enemy by what? The blood of the Lamb. Why don't you say blood of the Lamb? And word of our testimony. Say word of our testimony. So... This is so amazing, and, and, and hear this afresh, if you've heard it before. When you share your testimony, you actually overcome the devil. <laughs> your testimony should be something you are proud of. And, and by the way, that starts at salvation, but it continues every day. Testimonies of God moving. The Holy Spirit leads us every day into amazing places of testimony. In Psalm 71, and if you want to turn to these, you can, but they'll be on the screen Psalm 71 verse 15 says this. It says, My mouth will tell of your righteous acts. 
of your deeds of salvation all the day, for their number is past my knowledge. And with the mighty deeds of the Lord God, I will come, I will remind them of your righteousness, yours alone. O God, from my mouth you have taught me, and I, am, uh, and I still proclaim your wondrous deeds. So even to old age and grey hair, O God, do not forsake me until I proclaim your might to another generation, your power to all those to come. I love that. That's talking about every demographic, every age group, young people to older people. I love here, and by the way, if you feel like you're a bit of an older person here, it says here, the writer says, I will declare your works to the next, to the next generation. <laughs> Don't underestimate the power of your testimony. Be someone who lives to declare the wonders of God, the breakthroughs of God, the power of God, the anointing of God. Revelation chapter 19, you don't need to turn there, but it says this. I'm just going to read the last bit of it. It says, the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. I love this. This week we're um, at this, again, at this breakfast. And, um, and I was just sharing about some of, the, some of our testimonies. And one of them I shared was Charlotte's hip testimony. And if you don't know what that is, Charlie um, had... Uh, was born with twisted hips, which means her back was always out of alignment. And so for the past 10 years, she's been in chronic pain every day. A few months ago, we were at home and we spent a lot of money on osteos and physios and chiropractors and all these things we could do. And I was so frustrated. I was so disappointed because we had prayed and believed God for miracles. Anyone ever been in that place? where you just believed God for breakthrough and you haven't seen it. And a few months ago, she was just before bed, she was doing some stretches that the osteo gave her. And she just was there and just tears down her face. And she wasn't crying, but there was just tears of pain. And I just thought, I feel so hopeless. I feel so helpless. Like as a husband, I wanted to try and make a way to make her better. If I could take her pain, I would. And I didn't know what to do, and, and something just changed in me, and I thought, no, this is not good enough, God. From what I understand, there's no pain in heaven. So I'm going to start, and we're going to start to say, on earth as it is in heaven, my wife's pregnant, she's going to have a baby, and her hips, we don't know how they're going to handle that. And that can be quite a serious thing, especially with the condition she had. And... About six weeks ago, we just said, that's it, we're going for it, God. And we're in worship together, and, and we just felt just the anointing of God and the atmosphere of heaven was in the place, and, and her pain started lessening, lessening a little bit. And I just felt in my heart just to, just to stand next to her, put my hand on her hips, and just, we just started declaring heaven to touch her. And as we're just declaring it in the name of Jesus, we declare heaven to touch her. It's pain, we rebuke you, be gone. This, this is heaven. This is heaven's atmosphere. You're not welcome. She turns to me, tears down her face, and she says, the pain is gone. And after 10 years, you've got to understand something. And if you live with chronic pain here, come down afterwards. We're going to pray for you. But after 10 years of chronic pain, for the first time, she felt what it was like to be normal. Something changed in me. The devil can go to hell. 
on earth as it is in heaven. We were disappointed. We were broken. And for some reason, God waited. And then at the right time, it happened. So I was at this thing, this breakfast this week, and I shared that testimony. And there's about 12 of us in the room. And again, it's in a cafe. And then I said to these pastors at the end, I said, I'm just going to pray for you. I'm going to pray that what God's doing in our church, that you would receive it in your church. And they said, yes, amen. So we just prayed and we just said, Holy Spirit, we just, right now, we just declare this blessing. We, we pass it on. Our cup overflows. And as I was praying, one of the pastors, one of the ladies, burst into tears. And it was very awkward. <laughs> That's one of those things where I was praying and I opened my eyes and another pastor opened his eyes and were like, well, what do we do now? <laughs> I carried on, kept praying. And then she said afterwards, she said, as you were sharing the testimony of Charlotte's healing, she said, I've had a chronic back pain. And as you were sharing the healing, my chronic back pain left. Wow. Yeah, I know. And, and what had happened, what had happened is this. When you share testimony, you prophesy Jesus. I didn't pray for her or lay hands on her or I didn't even know. Like, I just... God knew. And all it took was for someone to give him glory and declare him. And what I was doing in that moment through testimony, I was declaring what's normal. I was declaring what heaven is in a situation. And we can't hide behind false humility and, oh, no, well, I'm just going to keep it to myself. And No, no, when we testify, we give him glory. Every time you share a testimony, you give him worship. And by doing so, we create an atmosphere of heaven touching earth. And hey, again, the devil's the devil going to hate this. But I tell you, something shifted in me again. And I thought, I will never back away from sharing testimonies in our church. This is our normal. We have a, an email, testimonies at celebrationchurch.com.au, or you can inbox any of our social medias. I encourage you, at least once a week, send a testimony through. If you want it to be anonymous, you can have it anonymous, but just write that. But hey, we would love to collect what God is doing. You know, the word testimony in the Old Testament, the Hebrew word, was really interesting. And one of the Hebrew words that he used, the meaning of it actually means this. It means um, to do again. So when it comes to testimony, it's not just an issue of keeping record, even though it's great to keep record for future generations. It's actually a declaration of when you write down a testimony, you're actually saying prophetically, God, do it again. How, how amazing is that? Because in the, even in this place, as I share these testimonies of what God is doing, I don't know who the listener is. And I don't know on the podcast who might be at home going, I have a hip condition. It's funny, actually, as we're at this breakfast, um, I got an inbox that day from a pastor who was there and he sent me this big long testimony of how he had seen someone with the same condition and he had shared a testimony up in the Northern Territory, up in Arnhem, Arnhem Land, I think it was, and how as he shared that testimony, a lady in the crowd got healed from the same condition. And he screenshotted her testimony and sent it through. And I was just like, yay God. I'm like, this is, this is church. It's heaven touching earth. And it's not according to man's ability or man's persuasive words. 
It's not because there's new lights and there's a new something great and flashy and oh, that's no, no, it's because God is here. Because I'm telling you, people will come when God is here. Testimony declares God's normal, heaven on earth. It declares God's normal. Testimony also, if you're writing notes, write this. Testimony honors the name of Jesus. Every time you share testimony, you lift up his holy name. Every time you share a testimony of God's goodness, what are you doing? You're saying his name is higher. And who knows that our city and our nation needs the name of Jesus above every other name. And the thing is about testimony is this, is that testimony is hard to argue against. Because someone could sit down with my wife now and say, here is a theological explanation of why healings no longer take place in the church. And some people believe that. Not in our church, but some churches. But I guarantee you my wife will say, what? What are you talking about? Your theology theology that you think is right doesn't work out here. My theology of what God has done, by the way, always based on the scripture. And by doing so, we lift up this standard. You see, your unsaved friends and family will respond to the story of breakthrough. What did Jesus do when he walked around church? The Pharisees were great at the theory, but they were bad with the fruit. Jesus was great with the theory, but he actually let his fruit speak. And often he didn't even, descri- he didn't even talk about the, the theology, did he? He confused people. He'd say, he'd say things that were so out there, and, and, but he just let the miracles speak for themselves. And that's who we're called to be. That's a revival culture. Is this okay this morning? Okay, so testimony, it defines our normal. It, testimony honours Jesus. Testimony... Thirdly, it brings courage to the listener. It brings encouragement to the listener. Please, I want you to be so empowered today that you would be emboldened to share your testimony. Use your social media platform to share God's testimonies. Use your connect group. Use your everyday encounter because you know what? When God wants to move and does move, Your testimony creates this amazing atmosphere of encouragement and courage to those who listen. Just yesterday, again, I was speaking to somebody and we're sharing some of the testimonies that was happening in church. And they said, oh, they said, I just really hunger to see miracles happen every day in my life, like everyday life. And we're like, hey, it's happening. And guess what, church? I want to encourage you. Sometimes you're going to pray for someone and it's not going to happen. But guess what? Jesus even had to pray twice. (laughs) And he was the perfect minister, the perfect Christian. He was Christ. He was God on earth. He was anointed. And even he, when he spat in the mud and put it in in the blind man's eyes, and he said, what do you see? And the blind man said, I see trees walking around. Trees weren't good enough. That's not a very good way to live is trees. Unless you love trees. So if Jesus had to pray twice, then maybe we shouldn't give up after we pray and don't see it. <laughs> Can I hear an amen? It's, 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 let this Holy Spirit just encourage you right now. This is our normal. Let, let, let the rivers flow. Let the dam break. Let the anointing of God go forward. Let the mindset shift. Let the familiarity die. <laughs> because the nation needs churches who are full of a river of God flowing. 
<laughs> and it's funny, this week in that, in that breakfast, they're talking about, I see a picture of a deep well and people coming and, and getting healing and breakthrough. And then literally someone said, I see a damn wall breaking. Hey, for those who are newer here today, we, uh, we prophesied that. We got that prophetically six weeks ago, two weeks ago. We got it again prophetically that God is wanting to break the damn wall in this place. And that happened a th- third time. And who knows when God says things three times. He's probably trying to say, church, are you listening? What's the key to see the, bo- the breaking of the damn wall? It's your secret place. It's today going home and going, get off social media, get off Netflix, Get away from the noise and get in your bedroom and start to minister to him. The great thing, I was talking to a pastor friend this week and we're talking about that, that, that picture of a damn wall breaking. And he said, you've got to understand that when there's a little bit, because the picture I had was, it was like a damn wall on the river of God behind it, um, a mighty river. And it's like the damn wall had little like cracks and water was starting to just like, and, then, and they're the moments we're seeing. But he said, you know what? As soon as you see a little bit of water coming through, it's game over. And, and Deb, Martin actually, and Ben actually shared it because they had a farm and they had a damn wall that was started like that and they were like, that all these people come in to try and fix it and they were like, it's too late. It's going to break. You can't fix this now. Get ready, church. Get ready. Be attentive to what the Holy Spirit's doing because this river, I'm telling you, by my station's here for a reason. People will come down. People have already said to me, hey, we'll, we'll get a, a minibus. We'll go pick shuttle buses up. We'll go pick people up. No worries. Because I'll travel to sit in the atmosphere. Not by might or power, but by his spirit. <clears throat> All right. Testimony brings breakthrough. Testimony brings breakthrough. If you're running notes, write that down. Testimony brings breakthrough. It declares breakthrough. It declares normal. It prophesies Jesus. We see uh, an anointing start to break forward. Our testimony is so important. Um, this week, uh, a few, one of our uh, people in church here um, had ble- a bleeding nose um, problem for years, and they would get um, 10 to 13 bleeding noses a week. And they got prayer recently, and for the past six weeks, they went from 10 to 13 a week to one. And by the way, the one was because they were plucking their nose hairs. <laughs> hey, Alan, how's your leg feeling? Awesome. Alan, Alan. <clears throat> yeah. Alan, Alan's had many issues with his legs and with his leg, and he's had a brace on for years. And recently he got prayer here at church, and he said the pain, the chronic pain is gone. Yeah. And, and, and it's been two, two weeks, a week and a half, two weeks. It's been a couple of weeks now since then. And, and, he's walk, and, and so we're, we're believing now for the muscle to, to reform. Yeah. And, and for complete healing. And for the first on Wednesday night at the Young Adults event, um, he's had no feeling in his toes uh, ever of, for a long time. For three years. And, and, and for the first time, he got feeling back in his, in his toes. So God's doing a, a healing work. Um, 
these are testimonies of what God's doing. We're, we're hearing testimonies at the moment of um, people being baptised in the Holy Spirit, receiving the gift of tongues, people who are um, having prophetic dreams and seeing them come to pass. Um, people are getting fresh insight, fresh presence, fresh encounters with God. Um, last Sunday night, one of our amazing young people, uh, one of our amazing couples, they, they got ministry last Sunday and, and, we'll, and there was a, a, a touch of God on, 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 on this person and we, we prayed for her and then that night she went to bed and her and her husband were there and, and then the power of God hit them. And in bed she was there shaking under the power of God. And the best way she could describe it was, I feel like God was just emptying me out of all the rubbish, of all the things that aren't of him. God was just, it's like it started here and then it went home and it's like, hey, I'm not done with you yet. I'm not done with you yet. You think think you're going home, but hey, I know where you live. (laughs) I'm coming for you. I love that testimony this week where we had that young person come in. And, um, and again, we've been speaking about holy ground and, and the fact that we are temples of the Holy Spirit, but God also does anoint places. And I love, I've been really challenged in my heart recently that this place, 8 Bellevue Street, um, there's an anointing here. And I actually want it to be a place in our hearts that we treat as holy. Because when people drive in that gate, I want them to experience supernatural God's presence. You know, there's angels that are positioned here. And the best way to describe it prophetically is um, in, in, in the army, like in the, in the war zones, you have the green zone. And the green zone's where the soldiers go out and they fight through the day and they go back to the green zone. And that's a, an area that's very heavily fortified, but it's a, an area of safety and healing. This is our green zone. You see, our working be coming up. I've shifted now. It's not, oh, please come out and help. It's this. It's, if you see this as a green zone, then let's look after the green zone. You know, if, if this is a place where God dwells, and I'll open up the auditorium now. Through the week, if you want to come and pray in this auditorium, you can. We were at Bethel a little while ago, Bethel Church in California, and they had hired the town hall, um, Civic Centre, because the church couldn't hold the the conference we were at, and as soon as I got out of the car park at the government-owned town hall, the presence of God just hit me. You see, God's anointing is wanting to be upon this place, even in the car park. <laughs> I encourage you, at nine o'clock we pray here. Don't use Sunday as your sleeping day. Do that on Saturday. Sunday, make it a day of worship. Make it a day where you wake up early, come along, get here early, help out. This is holy ground. Sunday is changing. I don't know if you've noticed, but we're shifting from Sunday's about me getting fed to Sunday's a day where we minister unto him. (laughs) So come along. Come along. If you're a gardener here, if you've got time, come out and help us garden. Speak to Deb or to Vicky Hudson. We'd love to help you, have you help us garden. We've got some amazing gardens or potentially amazing gardens. We're getting there. Come and help us make this place beautiful. Why? Okay, I've got to get down the track, but when we have people to our house for dinner, Charlie makes sure the house is clean to the place where it's pedantically clean. And I appreciate that, but it's not because it's for her, it's because she says, I make this place clean because it values those who are coming. I see it as my ministry. 
What's the working bee for us? It's us going, we value those who are coming. And if you're new here or newish here, we want to say we value you. Look at this. Someone's painted the corner here. I don't know. You had to be at the heart and soul not to know what we're talking about. But thank you to the person who done that. Testimony. God breaking out in our city. God doing amazing things. God causing this community to be a place that is full of his presence. I love the scripture. I'm going to finish in a moment, but I love the scripture. The gospel wasn't preached to you with persuasive words of man's wisdom, but with a demonstration of the power of God so that your faith might not rest upon persuasive words, but instead on the Holy Spirit. This is who we're called to be. I've been encouraging our worship team, lead us into his throne room. Today, Beck and the the team, thank you. You just led us so beautifully. But that's just the start. And for the first time in a while, I feel like next Sunday is too far away. There is a quickening in the spirit. There is an anointing growing. There is an expectation. So how can you apply this to go home today? A, go home and share your testimonies. Think about what God is doing. If you don't have any testimonies, step out of the boat. (laughs) Pray for someone. Give someone an encouraging word. Ask the Holy Spirit, is there anything you want me to do today, Holy Spirit? Be obedient. Is it going to be scary? Sometimes. Most times, God moves through me, it is a bit scary. It makes me step out of my comfort zone. But I love the fact that he then is given all the glory. Because it's not by my character, it's not by my great charisma, it's by his presence. And today, just as we finish, I just want to take a moment just to pray over us as a church family, just to pray that God's anointing and grace and boldness and courage and presence would just, I'm not even going to say rest on you. I want it to mess you up. I want it to reach down into the deepest parts of your soul and shake you like a rag doll. I want you to walk around so overwhelmed with his presence that as you share the testimonies of God, people are set free. I just love that testimony about the aroma of heaven that Charlotte shared. A young person walks in. It smells weird. It smells not weird, but it smells good in there. I've got goosebumps. And the team's like, there's no smell. That night, that person gets a big touch from God. God just lines him up. Literally lined him up. But it started with just walking into the room. Pre-service. Little did he realize it was just the atmosphere of heaven. The amazing atmosphere of heaven. Why don't we just stand to our feet? Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Why don't you just close your eyes and just just lift your hands to receive just as a, just a gift from him. Father, we thank you. We honor you. We worship you. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your blessing. We thank you for your kindness. 
And right now, Lord, I just pray just a fresh anointing upon every person here. And also our church family who isn't here, wherever they are, mess them up as well. Lord, I pray for a fresh outpouring of the oil of God right now, that our cup would overflow. I pray anyone here right now who they feel like their cup isn't overflowing, that Holy Spirit right now, that your cup, uh, your anointing would cause their cup to overflow. And I pray today, Lord, as you build revival culture into our church, that we would understand the power of testimony, the power of sharing testimony, the power of living out testimony. I pray for a courage and a boldness to rise up in our church. I pray, Lord, that we would not be ashamed of what you were doing, that we would rise up, Lord, as it says in Psalm, we would declare your works. Lord, even to the next generation, we would declare your works. Oh, we love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. We honour you. We love you. If you're in this place and you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Saviour, or if you know your heart is far from him, just in this moment, I encourage you just to invite him into your heart. Make him the Lord of your life. Just ask him and just say, Lord Jesus, you are my Lord and Saviour. I believe in you. Forgive me of my sin. Give me a new start. Holy Spirit, come into my life. And if you prayed that prayer, please come and speak to me or one of our team. We'd love to help you in your journey with Christ. We're going to do two things as we finish. Charlie, you want to come up here? Two things. Just so you know, and I said it last week, I always ask Charlie if she's sensing something because she's a prophetic gun. She just hears things sometimes. So I always just check in. But we just feel like before we finish, we'd love to pray for Charles. Where's Prince Charles? Come down here, Charles. Um, Come up here, bro. Come up here. So, So Charles came over for Ben's wedding as one of Ben's groomsmen. Um, and, you're, and you're from Indonesia. And we just want to pray for you today to send you back with a fresh touch from heaven. Is that okay? Yes, sir. Cool. Jump down here. Jump down here. Why don't we just lift our hands towards Charles right now? Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Lord. We just thank you, Holy Spirit. 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 Thank you, Lord Jesus. Lord, I thank you so much for Charles. Lord, I thank you that he is here, not, Lord, not by uh, accident, but you have caused him to be here this morning for a fresh anointing from heaven. And we say on behalf of celebration, Lord, our cup overflows to him. And we say we just anoint him with the power and the fire and the anointing of God. We thank you for fresh anointing. We thank you for fresh empowerment. Holy Spirit, I pray, Lord, that you would just touch him in a way that he has never encountered that he would walk away changed set free Lord completely filled with the power of the Holy Ghost and we thank you and I just see Charles I see multitudes um, coming to know Christ I see that there's going to be many Muslims that are going to come to know Christ 
as you go home, people that you thought could never naturally be reached, you're going to see open doors, you're going to see open uh, anointing, open grace, open goodness, open heaven. Father, I thank you, and I just see miracles, I see testimonies, I also see there's a church within you, I see actually there's going to there's churches within you, bro. There's churches. And I see that throughout Indonesia and Asia, that you're going to see a mighty move of the Holy Spirit. You're going to see a mighty outpouring that people will say, what is God doing? You'll say, not by might, not by power, but by His Spirit, says the Lord. So God, right now, we send Him home with the anointing of God. Lord, we thank You. And we just say, we love You, Charles. We cover You with just the presence of God. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Come on, bro. Um, two, two things. The first thing we're going to do, we're going to pray for you. We're going to commission you out. If you're new, new to church, we actually love to pray for the church family at the end of every service to send you out this week under the anointing and the protection of God. Um, and if you're here with your spouse, we encourage you to hold their hand. Um, and if you're here singly and you want to hold someone's hand, um, feel free. Um, or put the hand on the shoulder of the person next to you as a sign of unity. And we're just going to pray God's blessing over you. In Jesus' name. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. All right, let's do it. Father, we thank you. Lord, we thank you for this amazing church community. We thank you that this is a revival community. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that your power is here. And right now we pray your blessing upon every single one of these people. We pray your anointing, your goodness, your presence. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that you have opened doors for them already in mind this week. Lord, moments for miracles, moments for testimony. And Lord, we pray for protection this week. We pray for blessing. And we send out the church family to be revivalists in this city and in this state for you in the mighty name of Jesus. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. Hey, one last thing. Please, I know we're a bit over time, but we want to finish with this. Your testimony brings breakthrough. So what we want to do is do something a little bit different. We're actually going to get you, before you go, if if you're okay with this, to get into groups of three or four or five. And if someone in that group needs a miracle, I want you to share your testimony, if you have one, to do with what they need. I want you to prophesy into them what God has done in you so that they can get courage and faith to believe for breakthrough. The second thing I want you to do is if, if, if that's, you know, if you want to, you can do this as well, is I just want you to share a testimony. Share a testimony of what God has done in your life. Again, if you're, if you're new here, please don't be uncomfortable by this. Um, but we would just love to encourage each other. Um, and at the end of all that, the altar's open. You can come and get prayer, but you be praying for them out there. Yeah? Hands-on ministry. We hope you were encouraged by today's message. If you would like to know more about our church, please go to celebrationchurch.com.au.